0: Everybody listening to this episode most likely has superannuation, whether it's something that's actively being managed by a financial advisor, or whether it's something that you've always just had there because it's there and your employer has to pay x amount of your pay into your superannuation account. Today, I wanted to talk about returns, and this is a pretty hot topic. Um, depending when you're, depending on when you are listening to this episode, returns are always talked about in the media. Um, I guess the media like to talk about anything that shocks people, but these things are always talked about in the media. And super funds now have an obligation to report their returns and to essentially notify their members if they're underperforming, if they're in some particular investment options. And this is what I wanted to talk about today. So, first of all, just to start at the beginning and to look at what a superannuation return is and why it's important. So, Your money that's in your superannuation is most likely invested. And when it's invested, it's growing at a certain rate. So the money that's in there, even if you're not putting anything in your superannuation, if it's invested, would hopefully be growing. And the idea there is that your account is growing by what you're putting in, but also when that money's invested, it's also working behind the scenes if it is invested. Now, returns are important because obviously... You know, a 10% return over the next 10 years is going to help you make a lot more money than a 6% return, for example. But the issue that I find a lot as a financial advisor when I talk to clients is just them understanding what the differences are. You know, what the differences are between super funds if one's performing better than the other. The first thing that I always tell them is to look at the the period that's being compared. So, if somebody's comparing, well, first of all, actually... Just to backtrack even more, when comparing super funds, it's really important to always remember that past performance is not an indicator of future performance. So if you look at the, the fine print and most billboards that you see for super funds, there'll always be a little line that says that. Secondly, when you are comparing them, it's really important to look at the periods that you're looking at. So for example, just because a fund has performed at say 12% in the last 30, you know, in the last three years. It doesn't mean it's done that well over the last ten or fifteen years, and if you are comparing Superfund performance, it is really important to look at the period that's being compared because, as you would know, economies fluctuate and markets go up and down, and there's different and in figures can also be manipulated based on the time period that's being chosen. So when you see a billboard or you hear about someone telling you, "Oh, my Super did this much," ask them what the return, what the period of that return is. The other thing as well is it's really is that it's really important to understand that just because a super fund performed at X amount it doesn't mean that everybody in that super fund had an account that performed at that same amount because in your superannuation in most superannuation accounts there are more than one investment options sometimes there could be you know there could be 10 sometimes some funds have about 4 or 500 investment options so it's really important to know what investment options are being compared and what investment option that you are actually in as well. Because recently the government um, implemented some changes where superannuation funds that hold my super investment options. And just to let you know, my super investment options are the default investment options that would be opened up with those accounts. If they, if they come under that, my super group we'll call it. But, um, They recently brought out some rules where these funds now need to report their performance and this performance needs to be compared and there's a benchmark now that needs to be met and if it's not met or if there are funds that don't perform as well compared to this benchmark, they need to notify their members and there there are a few rules around that and uh, the media loves this because they'll put something up saying, you know, 13 of Australia's worst performing super funds, and Australians urge to check their super right now if you're with these, one of these funds. Which is good that the media is making people aware of these issues, don't get me wrong. But it is really important to understand the specifics that these comparisons that you see in the media are normally just the default investment options if it's the if if it's referring to my super investment options. So if you have a financial advisor. Or if you've actually made changes to your superannuation account, there's a chance that you're not in these MySuper options at all. So that's that's something else to really, really be aware of. Um, and as I said, even just when it comes to you know, a friend or another person you meet being with the same super fund, just because your super did well, doesn't mean theirs did and vice versa. So knowing that super funds have investment options and understanding what your investment option is, is really important. And as a financial advisor, we talk to our clients about this all the time, about investment options and um, why we've recommended a particular investment option and why we haven't recommended that one. And we talk about, we discuss with our clients the difference between passive and active investing. Um, We we talk about um, fees, um, the pros and cons of active versus passive investing and the different types of investment options. And, um, you know, these are things I'd love to get into on another episode. But essentially, the point I'm trying to make is that there are different characteristics to investment options. And more importantly, each person has their own needs and and has their own goals. For example, somebody that's in their 20s that has $20,000 in super should most likely invest their money completely different to somebody that's 60 years old and has half a million dollars in super. Um, Obviously, that's a very blanket statement. (laughs) There might be two people that do have their money invested the same way on those two spectrums. But um, the point I'm trying to make is that a person's goals, their individual circumstances are really important to take into account as a financial advisor this is when we're talking to them. And it's really important for us to understand what they have at the moment and what may be or may not be suitable for them. And so when you are talking to friends and family and looking at these big headlines in the news and, you know, saying, oh, wow, look look at the super fund. It's one of the, you know, it's in the top two or top three worst performing funds. Do understand, first of all, it is important to contact your financial advisor or your super fund to see if you are in one of those options. Because, you know, I'm not saying not to take – this report seriously that's um you know these these figures i'm not saying not to take them seriously so do contact your super fund or your financial advisor but just keep an open mind and confirm and check whether you are actually in that option or not as well um whether that fund is you know a fund that you want to potentially switch your super to whether that's an option that you're going to be in or not as well These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a free 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au. So if you'd like to use this tool that I'm referring to, it's on the ATO website. It's called Your Super. So one word, Your Super Comparison Tool. And what the tool does is it displays a table of my super products ranked by fees and net returns. um, And it is updated quarterly and it allows you to select and compare in more detail up to four My Super Products at any time. So there are links to that Super Funds website. Um, There's information to help you understand the difference between these funds as far as performance is concerned. But as I said, it is really important to look at it as a big picture. Because as I said, all Super Funds have so many different investment options. And on that note as well, um, something that I really need to talk about is the amount of risk being taken on. So when you select a, when you look at many, we'll say super investment options, they sometimes are called things like balanced, growth, defensive, conservative, moderate, high growth, aggressive. That there are all these different options and or names. Sorry, and while the name gives you some indication as to how much risk is being taken, because going back to risk, the higher the risk, the higher the return. And the lower the risk, the lower the return. That's sort of a good rule of thumb to go off when looking at risk. When comparing these funds and looking at these names, while the names give you an an indication as to how much risk is being taken, it's also important to understand that it's just a name. For example, I've seen some funds that call themselves balanced funds and they are nowhere as risky as another fund that's called a balanced fund, for example. Um, because one fund will have a lot more growth assets, for example, like Australian shares, international shares and property, compared to another fund, which has more defensive assets like cash and fixed interest and bonds and things like that. So, just because two funds are core balanced, it doesn't mean that they should be compared as apples to apples, because, as I said, one could be so much more risky than the other, and you wouldn't actually know unless you actually looked at the asset allocation to see – which one has more growth assets than others. So um, I apologize if I'm using terminology that may be uh, slightly confusing, but this is where it does help to have a financial advisor to help you with these things so that you understand the difference. Because when you're looking at risk, risk is such an important part of what we do or what anyone should look at when investing and superannuation is investing. So as a financial advisor, when we meet someone for the first time and we start going through the advice process, one of the things we do is a risk tolerance questionnaire. I mean, every advisor calls it something different, but essentially the idea is to work out how much risk someone A, is comfortable with and B, how much they're willing to tolerate. Because again, the higher the risk, the higher the return, but also the lower the risk, the lower the return. So everybody wants something that's not risky, but everybody wants to make money. So it's about finding that medium between the two sides. So the first thing to look at is what type of an investor you are and how much risk are you comfortable with? Um, And part of that normally would come down to how long you want to invest for because if you're investing for your retirement, which is in 30 years, you're going to most likely invest your money completely differently to somebody that's saving for retirement that's happening in about three years, for example. The other thing is that there are different types of investment options and that all comes down to how hands-on you want to be. There are some which are pre-mixed. So... There's, you know, essentially the fund is already diversified and it's invested in a particular way and it's made to just essentially run itself. You can call it that. You've got DIY mixed or do-it-yourself where you would select how much you want in all the different asset classes. Like I want this much in Australian shares. I want this much in international, etc. And then you've got more like, you know, a hands-on approach where, for example, you can invest directly in particular shares, which not all super funds do, but it's an option that... Not many, but some some prefer. So once you know these things as well, it really helps you understand um, what type of an investment option suits you and again, how much risk you're actually willing to take. And this needs to be reviewed regularly as well. So as a financial advisor, we regularly review people's risk tolerances. We we rev- regularly review their, their investment options. We look at someone's goals and what they want to achieve, when they want to achieve it, and what they need to do to maximize their chance of achieving it. So again, a lot of this is not a set and forget. If not, if, if, if any, none of it is really a set and forget. It's something that does need to be monitored. Um, the worst thing you can do with anything, but especially superannuation is just assume it's working. The worst thing you can do is just assume what you set up five years ago is still doing its job and is still appropriate. And what the worst thing is you can do is just assume that should be right. Because there's a chance it won't be, and you won't actually know unless you talk to an advisor or unless you look at these things in proper detail. So there's plenty of this information on the on the ASIC website, MoneySmart, and through the Australian Tax Office. But I really hope today has helped you understand, you know, the differences between some types of investment options and others, and why returns are important but need to be considered with many other factors when looking at your superannuation to make sure that your super is as super as it should be thanks for joining us on sharing more than the sheets please make sure you subscribe to be updated with future episode releases and feel free to share this episode with any friends or family that you think it might benefit please visit us at sharingmorethanthesheets.com.au to submit questions or requests for future podcast topics these podcasts have been brought to you by better financial planning australia book a 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au.